Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Friday, March 4th. I owe Jacksonville a massive apology. I'm Jordy from Barstool, and with me, as always, we've got my good friend and yours. We've got Dukes on the mic, and we are also lucky to be joined by former Syracuse goalie, current full-time beauty our favorite canadian you know him as drake porter uh so drake thanks for hopping on the show and, and boys how you feeling this week you know been traveling a little bit jordy for college basketball been getting a little couple chirps on twitter dudes you paying attention to any college lacrosse no not really i'm in and out of college across right now mostly paying attention to college basketball because that's what pays my bills right now but you know love chatting up with you boys every week uh drake how you doing what you been up to since uh they look like they need you at Syracuse right now. Um, definitely no to that. Uh, but the uh, you know, I've been better. Um, rooting for the Q's boys right now. Um, you know, getting my Twitter fingers ready to to reply to people online, um, and defend those guys uh, at every turn. Uh, but you know, it, it's a grind right now. Um, those guys, you know, they're trying their best. Uh, personally, I'm I'm living in uh, Towson, Maryland. I live with some Towson guys, so. They got a big win tonight. I was out there supporting. Um, and then I coach full-time with Goalie Smith now, uh, which is like a goalie training company out here uh, in Baltimore. Um, and just chilling and, and trying not to get uh, too depressed, reminding myself it's a new staff and uh, it's a process. They didn't force you to go back to Canada after you graduated? I'm actually or, on. It's or, a super- or, or are you illegal? I am le- I'm very legal. I actually have documentation to prove it. I can send it to you. Uh, it was quite the process. So I'm very proud of myself doing it the right way. So, I mean, so you're, you're living in, in Baltimore right now. So like, so you're coaching with this, like, are, are you still hopping in net? Are you seeing shots? Like, do you, do you, do you think that you'll be, you'll be playing again? Like this, I, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything like that, but I mean, you are, um, I mean, I mean, you had a great career at Syracuse, and most importantly, you won a championship at Lake Placid, and that's the pipeline to the pros right there. So, um, are, are there any more playing days ahead for you, or are you are you full coach mode these days? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I'm still playing a ton because, like, we do goalie big goalie sessions. So sometimes I'll just hop in, and it, it's looking like uh, I'm gonna get a shot uh, with a team at a training camp, uh, like in the PLL this spring. No ink to paper yet, paper yet, so I'm not celebrating, but uh, it's looking good, so hopefully uh, that goes well. I can't really uh, offer too much more info there, but I was able to play with Canada in the fall at the uh, Sixes stuff um, and, a, and a scrimmage against USA and Virginia, and I guess the tape I sent out after that was deemed to be at least somewhat worthy, so hopefully I'll get a shot here and be able to continue playing, so hopefully I'm not too washed up yet, I guess. That leads me to my next segment. Let's guess the team that's in contact with Drake. This is my favorite game. Uh, is it the Chaos? Is it the Archers? <laughs> is it the Chrome? Okay. All right, I'm getting a Water Dogs vibe out of him, so that's good. Barstool brand, got to wrap it. I, was actually, I actually saw Rabel at the Barstool HQ t- two days ago. I was at, he looked like he could fucking suit up right now. I was talking so much shit to him last summer about how he's washed up and I went face to face with him and I was such a fucking pussy. I was like, hello, my name's Kevin. It's nice to meet you. I do Barstool Lacrosse content with Jordy. Uh, I do the crease. I was like, all right, dude, chill the fuck out. You beefed I'm- with a Wildhogs goal last year, didn't you as well? Yeah, Cipriano, that guy's a fucking loser. Like seriously, a fucking loser. I was like, he's like, how about you shoot on me and we could see how good you do. It's like, dude, I talk about lacrosse. I didn't play division one. 
Like, if I could score on you, it just proves my point that you suck. You should save all my shots. He was, like, in my DMs. Fuck that guy. I don't know, Dukes. <laughs> I think you could squeak a few high bouncers past them. Um, uh, yeah, you see, when he, when he got any shots in the PLL, he had, like, a fucking 22% save percentage. He talked all that shit, got one opportunity, and looked like a fucking Swiss cheese. People lie, numbers don't. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that, you know, there – if, if there's anything that we saw with the chaos last summer, it's that locker rooms win championships. If you have, if, if the boys are like full throttle buzzing, you're going to go far in this league. And if, if there's anyone out there who I think is a big time locker room guy, a big time team guy, it's, it's Drake Porter. So, um, you know, if, if, if we need to, to pump the tires as much as you need, as you know, as maybe from an agent perspective, we, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pump them all day for you, but definitely think, you know, I, I think you're going to serve a purpose on the field, but most importantly, I think you're going to serve a purpose with the post-game beers or Mountain Dews. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I don't need it, but uh, we'll see what happens here. If uh, if contract talks go south, I'll have to give you guys a call. Who would you most, Jordy? If you were an agent and you had a you had a Drake or any PLL player as your whatever it's called client, what's the one coach you wouldn't want to deal with, and what's the one coach you'd want to deal with in negotiations? Like, who could you squeeze the most out of? Who could you squeeze the least out of? Uh, I I feel like is 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 Sudo still a coach? I feel like I could. I, I feel yeah. like I could, I could work over Tim Sudan. I feel like Andy Copeland, I could probably squeeze, squeeze some, some dimes out of, um, wouldn't want to deal with AT. Obviously that's, um, you know, the, he just scares the living shit out of me. He'd take his shirt off and I'd go running the other way. Also wouldn't want to deal with uh, Chris Bates. If, if anyone remembers the infamous uh, elbow that he threw on the sidelines against Brown uh, all, all yes. those years back um, would not want to be on the receiving end of, of one of those. So those two guys for sure. Not just, just give me some of the, just give me like a Lars Tiffany type guy who. Well, know, yeah. I, Quirk. You want to deal with Quirk, the Boston yeah. Cannons coach. Yeah, and then you don't uh, want to deal with Stags. He's known for highway robbery, taking Gutty from uh, the Chrome for pennies and dimes. That is true, um, but yeah, definitely not AT though. That's uh, I I I kind of did the same thing as you with seeing Rabel and HQ when uh, I saw Andy Towers at the what do they have the semifinals in Philly, and I saw him right after that, uh, right after the win, and. I, I gave him a little fist pump and made sure that I got as far away from him as quickly as possible. Cause I feel like I said some not too flattering things about him just being a, a raging lunatic on the sideline and just like, just everyone saying that he's a great coach because he yells loud. Um, he proved me wrong and, and I've got nothing but love, but yeah, hardo for sure. But uh, a, a very efficient and effective hardo. Uh, so he proved me <laughs> wrong, but I, I know that I had just said some like rough things about him on the, podcast like earlier that week so like as soon as i saw him made a quick beeline out of there because i you know I, I already felt a little aggression on the fist bump and i didn't want that to rise up a little bit further into my jaw um speaking so, of people who probably want to punch me in the jaw right now punch me square in the face and i would i would deserve it how about these jacksonville dolphins huh Let's talk about the fins because it might be the year of destiny for this team. I came out pretty hot. It was either the first or second episode of, of the, it was whenever they had just beaten Duke. And I had mentioned, you know, that, listen, everyone knows that this is Duke's MO. They go out there in February. And I, I think I, I think I said that they lose to a shitbag team every year in February, alluding to Jacksonville being shitbags. I do think 
that I immediately walked it back a little bit. I think I said, uh, it's not you too did. fair to, to call Jacksonville shit bags, but in the same, like, again, I, I was, I was thinking that that was just classic February Duke losing to a team that they shouldn't lose to turns out Jacksonville. What a fucking wagon this team has turned out to be. They follow up that win against Duke. They take a trip out West. They go to Denver to take on Bill Tierney and they put, put a nice little W in their column and an 11 to nine win over Denver. And here is where they really sold me, right? Because you look back, a few years ago, that high point team, they go and they beat Duke in February. I think they played like one more game after that. And then they followed that up with a win against Virginia, both great wins for a team, an underdog team, like high point, an up and coming program. But then what did they do after that? They like lost to St. John's. I think they lost the game to Jacksonville later in the season. Then they lost the game to Richmond in their, uh, in their conference championship. They didn't even make the tournament. So I was always a little bit afraid of this Jacksonville team being, uh, you know, just, just one of those teams that gets hot but end up being pretenders in the long run. Where they really sold me is they turned around the very next day. They go and play Air Force. Granted, Air Force isn't a, a top program. Uh, they're probably they're not St. Bonnie's. They're yeah, they're not St. No, Bonnie's either. Relax. Bonnie's first of all, look at the what? scores. They're not St. Bonnie's is not that bad this year. I know they're goalies, so like I'll defend that team until I die. Uh, I just we can we can circle back to that one. Yeah, we we'll can, circle back. We can circle back to that later because I do like where that conversation is going. But the fact that they turned around, they're on a West Coast trip. They have to stay in a hotel. You're never going to get your great. Granted, it, it might be a little bit better than sleeping in the dorms, depending on what the Jacksonville, uh, you, you know, whatever their budget's like, their travel budget. I don't know if they're staying four star, five star. Maybe they're staying in a motel. Who knows? But you know, you got to stay in a motel. You're traveling. And you got to turn around the next day after a huge win over Denver. And then you have to still get up for a game against air force. And not only do they get up for it, but they put a fucking beat down on the air force. They hate the troops apparently, but a 15 to nine win, they follow that up immediately. Like that proved to me that Jacksonville's for real. So uh, how, how do you guys feel about the fins? Uh, Drake, go, go ahead. I mean, I, I know that they're, they're led by a, they're, they're led by a former Q Scully. So yeah, I mean, I think, like, what's kind of cool about watching them, and, like, High Point a couple of years ago, they were good, but they played, like, so chaotic, and it was just kind of like they would get into these crazy games with, like, like UVA, there were a ton of turnovers. Duke, a ton of turnovers on both sides, and then they'd come out on top. Like, Jacksonville looks like they're actually just kind of, like, good. Like, they're just winning the games, and it's not, like, some crazy, like, 15-14 finish. Like, they, like, had the game against Denver the whole time. And, honestly, I think part of it is, like, Galloway is so smart. He saw like all these COVID years, all these guys getting these fifth years. Their best player is like a tough fifth year right now. And he's just like grabbing like random guys out of the portal. And he's not afraid to just go like, like I think they got like three guys from the portal from Cuse and like, like over like Christmas break. So he's just not afraid to like go after those guys. And they show up, they're like 23, 24, like thoroughbreds just ready to roll. And it's, uh, it's paying off for him. I mean, that team looks like actually like very legit. Did I call this? I'm, I'm like dead serious. Did I call this, Jordy? You you might have. I, you, I won't. You do you do call a lot of things, so sometimes it's it's a little difficult to keep up with how many takes are floating out there. At any given time, there's a handful of takes, but I do think that this was one of them. This this was my take. John Galloway will have the boys buzzing down in Jacksonville, and that Jacksonville's not that bad. And they, I'm not going to say I said they're going to be top fifteen, uh, top ten. But I said top 15. 
and they look like they could be top five. It's more shocking that they lost to Johns Hopkins now, like in game one. But I think that the Finns are legit. I think Jack Dolan is one of my favorite players to watch. And what's his name? Wallbottom, Max Wallbottom, is a thick, 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 thick of meat. He is a thick boy. I saw, I forget who was on Lax Twitter, but someone was like, High Point versus Jacksonville is just going to be the battle of the thickness. I think that's uh, our, our good pal Dan Arastia might might have yeah, thrown that one out there. Um, also, another thing that really proved to me that this might just be Jacksonville's year: um, Luke Milliken with the with the goalie goal against uh, against Eric. So, like mm-hmm. any anytime you can get your goalie on the score sheet, like that's how you know that things are clicking, that things are buzzing, that it's 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 destiny right now. Plus, I've seen a few. Uh, few videos of, of them either going back into the locker room after a win or maybe going out onto the field from the locker room. And it just like, looks like these guys are, uh, they're having a blast with it. So, um, you know, I think they're playing for a coach that I, I'd imagine that everyone loves playing for playing for, you know, a, a young guy who you probably like to be around, probably a, a pretty solid players coach. Uh, you're getting wins over top programs like Duke and Denver. You're getting goalie goals. You've got, you know, your, your thick attackmen just bullying people left and right. So, it's probably a lot of fun to be playing with the Finns right now. Um, and, you know, as, as long as they just don't pull, don't pull a high point and end up losing to Richmond in the conference championship. And then we don't get to see in the tournament at all. Like do something with this one. Um, you were saying too about uh, the, them getting the transfer portal. Milliken is, I just looked it up. He's from UNC, which makes sense because he probably wanted to transfer once they got Krieg because you're not going to see any time with Krieg. I think Krieg and Enkman are two of the best goalies in the nation, but that's probably why Milliken was just like, I'm out of here. I'm going, I'm going to Florida for fifth year. I'm getting out of the fucking Northeast. Like, why? Like, Drake, if you're say, – say you didn't start at Syracuse and you, some coach was like, hey, let's, why don't you just come here for a fifth year, play with us? Would you rather go to fucking, uh, I don't know, Brown in Providence, Rhode Island, or would you rather go to Jacksonville and be like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to, like, go down in nice weather. That was got my degree. talked about like when we got all got the fifth year, we were like, Oh, we're going back. And then we were like, low key. Do we like hit Tampa or like Florida <laughs> to, like, dominate and like go like have fun. Yeah. That was like, not, it wasn't like a real topic of discussion, but like it was like floated around a couple times and it was like in consideration. Dude, uh, that UNC goalie room a couple years ago, Caden Johnson, now the starter for Ohio State, playing really well. Colin Krieg, obviously very good, starter right now. And then now Luke Milliken. Like, is that the Joe Burrow, um, like, Ohio State quarterback room or the Alabama quarterback room with, like, Tua Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts? Like, those three guys are all balling at, the, at like, legit top levels right now. You got a very, very fair point there. Very Might fair point be. there. Might just be. Wait, I got, uh, a, I got a question to just circle us back to Tampa. Does anybody, does anybody, because it's killing me now. Does anybody remember, if you remember this out there and you're listening, someone had the nastiest highlight tape I've ever watched in my life from Salisbury School, and he went to Johns Hopkins, failed out, and went to Tampa. If anybody out there knows the highlight tape I'm talking about, send me his name. Goalie? No, Attackman. He, I, it's going to fucking kill me all night. I'm going I'm to find it and tweet it out later when the episode drops. I'm pretty sure Tampa has, like, like three teams at the like because just so many kids are like this sounds fucking kick-ass i can just go down to florida play some d2 lacrosse be the fucking man and then turns out like 
80 other kids their their year had the same exact <laughs> idea and all of a sudden they're like 75th out of that group so that I, I think like they might have i think tampa might legitimately have the most lacrosse players at their school out of anywhere else in the nation they have, teams. They have a jv team i know yeah. guys you got but but, but but i, th- I th- what i'm saying is i think what i'm saying is i think that they have multiple j i think they might have two jv teams <laughs> I know. I, I heard with Drake Kirk too. I know kids that got recruited there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to Tampa just to gonna play lacrosse, have the time of my life." And it was like, "Hey, like, how, how you been? It's, it's Thanksgiving break, like." And they're like, "Oh, I actually got cut from the team. I'm not." I'm not <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, you weren't very good to begin with. Dude, it's also like you 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 probably can never be safe there because they get like new D1 transfers like All every the time. like they have it's a different school. It's crazy. Well, speaking of one kid who definitely wouldn't get cut. At, uh, at Tampa, and he wouldn't get cut anywhere in the world. This is another one of your takes, Dukes, that uh, you, you, you called this one. Let's talk about Connor Schellenberger for a quick minute, because what a fucking performance. Drake, I, I know that this is going to be a tough one for you, but that goal might have been the prettiest shot that I've seen in quite some time. I'm not going to say the greatest shot ever. That, that one was scored against a different Syracuse goalie. Um, We'll have to bring that one up, but sorry, Evan, if you're listening to this right now. Uh, but that Shelly goal was unreal, and Virginia just steamrolling their way back to – I mean, they're looking primed for a three-peat. Uh, Shelly had three and four on the day. I mean, Virginia right out of the gates, just storming the barn, got up 8-1. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's looking a little tough for for Cuse right now so uh dukes i'm, I'm gonna let you lament you. on on how good you're you're because i i was saying that brendan o'neill is the greatest lacrosse player on the planet right now bar none uh you fought back a little bit you said it was shelly and i think right now we're looking at if if shelly was playing in the pll right now he'd be the rookie of the year attackman of the year mvp um and he would probably buy out the rables for the rest of the league uh so you you can talk about shelly real quick before we let uh drake talk about cuse because we are recording this after another tough loss for the orange uh well, didn't plan didn't plan that out that way but go ahead dukes well first of all i remember long time ago, two weeks ago, when Syracuse put on a shit pumping against Holy Cross and everyone was ready to claim that Syracuse was back. Nope. And then I remember when Virginia put up a little bit of a dot against High Point, everyone was crying, oh, they can't do it three times in a row. Nope. Bobby Gavin. I had such fucking high praise for this guy going into this game. I was like, it's a revenge game. He's going he's gonna to show up. He's playing his old team. He lost the job to the freshman, transferred to Syracuse. Syracuse is going to start this dynasty. He got lit the fuck up. And Schellenberger probably, you know, the, you know, the poster of who is it? Shaq donkey on the next guy and pushing him. That's it's, it's a GIF forever. That GIF of Schellenberger's shot is going to live on for lacrosse history. I will tweet it out every single year to the day that I die. That corner was Picasso. It's he's, he, What else do I have to say about Connor Schellenberger? He's the best player in the nation. He's probably the best player in the world. And he's the number one player on a big board, any grade given. Drake, I'll let you try to stand up for yourself, and I'll give you some rebuttal if I feel so. Um, I mean, first off, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, and defend Bobby Gavin here. Uh, great goalie. And from what I've heard, I've never met him. Great kid. So let's relax a little bit there. I thought he, <laughs> <laughs> he stood I know. Tall. I just I had mean, to fucking set it up. Like, let's, let's relax a little bit. 
Um, if anyone knows how it feels to be accused goalie after a loss with, you know, more than 10 goals, not the best feeling. So no need to pour it on him. Um, no, I, I mean, he's looked solid. Dude, I, listen, we got new coaching staff, new systems. And then you're throwing him right into the fire. I got nothing but faith. I was in alumni weekend. I checked out their def- new defensive, like, playbook. Like, I felt like I was, like, reading Mandarin. Like, these kids are learning a new language. It's all new on the field. They're going to figure it out. I got not – like, there's a lot of talent on that field. Um, and that's, like, man, Virginia and Maryland, like, first three weeks of a, of a year. Like, dude, look at Michigan. They haven't played a team outside the bottom ten of the country. And everyone's like, oh, these guys, these are so sick. Like, Syracuse could have done that. And then everyone would be talking about how great they are right now. They challenge themselves early while they're learning new stuff, going against the best. I think, you know, you give them a few weeks, they're still learning these systems. They're going to be right back at it. Uh, I got nothing but confidence in the boys. Uh, I know those guys will rally. They'll keep pushing. My boy Brett Kennedy down low, I thought, like, a couple, like, pick plays, but I thought overall he's looked great so far. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on Schellenberger. I think he's unreal last year. I had – at the time, I had to take Quake on my team after we played UVA. Actually, it was after the second time we beat them because we beat them twice last year. Yeah. I actually didn't beat them, um, just so you know. And then the after we played him the second time, I was like, that kid's, like the, that kid's better than Matt Moore. No disrespect to Matt Moore, but I was like, that's the best player on their team and probably the best player in the country right now. And guys were like, oh, like, you're crazy. There's no way. And, like, I was also squatting on that take with my friends. So I look good on that too. So I'm with you on Schellenberger, not with you on – Bobby Gavin or Q's being horrible. I'll, I'll, I'll walk it back. When Jordy said Dukes <laughs> go first, I was like, fuck, I need to come in with something hot. I actually, I think Bobby Gavin is really good. I thought that he was going to steal the job from road last year for a little bit. So I have very, very high praise for Bobby Gavin. Um, obviously he, he needs a little bit more help getting used to that defense, getting used to the packages, but I know he's going to come out and he's going to be, he'll probably be a Syracuse all time. Great. Cause I don't hit every take. <laughs> um, I, I, I really couldn't say better things about him. Yeah. Let, let's hope, let's hope for Bobby Gavin's sake that that was a, uh, a Notre Dame by five take that you had where, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, also Notre Dame by five, everyone's got to shut the fuck up about that. <laughs> they were literally up six and they blew it. That was the best three quarter team in the nation. Well, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about Notre Dame in, in just a minute. Uh, two questions though for you guys real quick. One, going off of Schellenberger, do you think that it is paramount for the next, what is Shelly? He's a, a junior this year. So do you think that it is sophomore? Yes. Yeah, so, holy shit. Yeah. Cause he's been there for three oh. years, but only played for, do you think that it is paramount for at least ACC coaches to strictly recruit lefty goalies for the next couple of years to make sure that that, that that top left corner stays guarded uh, against Schellenberger. I, I think that it, right now you can't even if if you if a goalie sends you in a highlight tape and he's a righty, you gotta just throw it right in the delete folder. Uh, so one need to know about lefty goalies. I think right now are going to be uh, at a premium. And two, this is uh, listen. Gary Gate, an all-time legend, the greatest of all time. So I, I don't want to say anything here that paints me as anti-Gary, but if you start to lose enough games, do you think that the time will come where you got to lose the suit? Because it's kind of like it's kind of like that that scene of um, of Step Brothers where they're interviewing in the tuxes and then they fart, and then it's like, all right, now like the tuxes seem a little fucked up it's starting to seem a little fucked up. If, if you're losing three, four or five in a row games, 
maybe, maybe change out of the suit just to change your juju. See if you're really for the boys like that. So uh, you, you guys can take it away on, on either one of those. Drake, do you want to start it off? You, you, you take this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, first off, the, uh, the lefty goalie thing, I think he actually like scored on me top left stick side high last year. <laughs> and he painted a corner on me. Um, that game where we beat them 2010 and then we won the next <laughs> I like how you're but, name dropping the scores. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when we, we went 2-0 against Virginia. But no, the uh, – and then on the suit take, the – I mean, like, that's such a tough – he's kind of dug himself in a hole there. I'll, I'll give you that. He's done it forever. And the reason he does it, it's like a box coach thing in Canada. Um, is That's why he does the suits. So he's always done it. Um, but, like, dude. I'll, I'll say this. Um, when you, like, dig yourself in a hole like that, you kind of just got to stick with it and hope it turns around. Because if he switches out of the suit now, after he's lost a couple of everyone's going to be like, oh, he switched because they lost a couple games. And then you look even weaker. So he's got to ride it out. I mean, that was sort of a thing. Um, last year I had, like, a couple bad games in a row, and I was like, do I get rid of this, like, stupid big baller brand, like, logo I have on my throat guard? Because, like, starting to look pretty dumb like three years later like it was inside joke with my friends and now like everyone's like oh big baller you got lit up and i was like oh so like i kind of thought about getting rid of it but like i was the same way like at that point you just got to ride it out because you, you can't show any weakness there yeah, yeah by, I mean, by the way real quick just a dumb brain moment of me i i don't know my left from my right i meant to guard that top right corner yeah. um but yeah go go ahead dukes you know that I would have never flinched. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. This, it's, some, it's some corner somewhere up top that's definitely getting painted. Um, <laughs> I heard this take from someone at West Virginia Basketball, and they said, suits have to get out of college basketball because there's so much money to be made in athletic wear. And if I know one thing about lacrosse is no matter what sport you play, everybody wants to dress like lacrosse players. We have the best windbreakers the best shorts the best shirts we have the best gear that's just a fact it's a simple fact of life death taxes lacrosse players have the best merch so i kind of think that syracuse i think that gary gates kind of doing syracuse a disservice by not rocking their merch yes if you're going to a syracuse game and you see gary gate rocking a nice syracuse windbreaker with nice shorts, you're going to go to the gift shop, you're going to go to the bookstore, and you're going to want to rock the same exact merch. So that's a take that I'll stand by. I never got the suit thing. I do get what you're meaning when you're, like, addicted to the bit. You got to stick by it. Maybe for this year, but next year he could just come back and be like, hey, I'm, I'm losing the suit. I'm losing what the if, suit forever. What if, what if we do this? What if we get our good pal Jerry Raganese and the good folks over at Pro Athletics to whip up, like, a, like an athleisure suit? So it's, it looks <laughs> oh. like a so it looks like a suit, but it's just made out of some nice, soft, stretchy, athletic material, um, you know, kind of stuff that you can run around in and then go like, I don't know, what do you do when you wear a suit? Like you put money in a 401k or whatever? Yeah, like Go to a, a wedding? Think, yeah, I guess so. You um, realize how long he's worn that suit. Like this is no, not- No, no, no. Like, I, I, I know no, it's I, not, I get it. I get it's not like a, like a fresh thing that he's doing, but yeah. it's it just, he's been so used to just winning so winning. many games yeah. every single year with, with the women's team that, you know, I don't know. At what May- point does Kayla Trainer get a look at the men's job? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Drake just left us. That was Drake Porter, everybody. And uh, oh, there he is. A <laughs> call that no, dude. By the way, Kayla Trainer though, have you seen her sideline fits? Dripping, 
Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, exactly. You just proved my point right there. <laughs> you looked at the sideline once, you're like, wow, I might get her gear. Strong, <laughs> strong hat game. Maybe that's what Gary needs to do. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, but we mentioned that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of Notre Dame here for you, Dukes. Uh, unfortunately, not the greatest weekend for your Irish. Uh, so they took on uh, Georgetown, who, I mean, this, this Hoyas program – let, let me talk about a program that is all the way back. There were some dark years for Georgetown lacrosse. They were on, they were bordering irrelevancy, probably a, a little bit more towards irrelevancy than board, just bordering it. Uh, but Kevin Warren and, uh, and, and our good, good buddy, Jack Rowlett also on that staff. So shout out to Jack. Uh, they, they've got the Hoyas buzzing right now, even with losing Jake Carraway last year. Uh, and so they go, to Notre Dame and I mean first half it was a shellacking pretty sure it was like 11 to 2 at one point uh and then your Irish started to to chip away so credit to them uh you know I, I think any any roster that has multiple Kavanaugh's on it you're you're never going to say that they're going to quit uh they're always going to grind it out so they were able to to claw their way back to make it a respectable game but that 11 to two point in that second quarter. How, how are you feeling about the biggest Notre Dame fan that I know? Look, I have a strong opinion when it comes to this. Obviously I love the Kavanaugh's. I love the game. I think that Notre Dame probably has the best midfield unit still in the country. I think Georgetown also, I've had very good things to say. I think that, that they are a top three team in the country. I don't really think that's up for debate at this point. But, you know, Entman, I don't know how many games that he'll have 36% save percentage. I, I really don't. I think of him that highly. I think of him usually as a guy that can get over the 55-60% save percentage mark. And, I mean, anytime he goes 70 – when Georgetown goes 72% from the X. I mean, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. And But on top of that, McElroy is one of the – he's looking like an All-American this year. So, I don't know. I'm not – am I worried about the Irish? No. Do I look at them as championship contenders this year? Not at all. I think that they're – Defensive unit last year was very veteran-laden. I think that next year they're going to have to put it together. But if I know one thing in, from watching college across since I was 10 years old on Long Island, it's never count out of Kavanaugh. Never, never do it. Um, but, yeah, pretty disheartening, to be honest, because they just got shit pumped. Wasn't by five. They lost by five. Yeah, I mean, like, Notre Dame's season is probably going to really depend on, on their face-off guy. Like, because they lost – they had two guys who could ball last yep. year um, that were both fifth years. Those guys are gone. I think it's a freshman now. And, uh, I, I mean, he had one bad game, so I don't really know enough about him. But, like, if – I don't know if you guys watched the game. It was kind of like watching Patriot. Like, not the two most electric teams in college across. Really settling in those 6v6 sets. Um, and those are two, like Notre Dame's a team, like they'll just eat you by like getting the ball, eating clock, scoring with like two seconds left in the shot clock, or like getting three resets, then scoring with two seconds left in the shot clock. So like, if you don't have the ball that much and all of a sudden you got to start moving with some urgency or playing from behind, like you end up kind of in trouble. Like, I, I don't know how Notre Dame's going to do battling back from like a lower percentage. Cause I haven't seen them have to do it before. So I don't know. I think, I think the season hinges on their, uh, their big freshman Fogo. Yeah. I'd love to see a matchup between Notre Dame and Syracuse. Cause then we can really tell what <laughs> I'm kidding. I won't go there. Come on, man. <laughs> we'll put up, we'll put up a friendly little wager for that game though. By the way, is, is, 
is it just me? If it, it feels like Notre Dame like never plays, like, no, well, I, they, they, they have it. They play two games. They hate yeah, playing with. But like that seems to be the case like all the time. Like it, like they're, it's almost like they're on like an Ivy schedule. They, they, they just want to practice. Like if they're at the ideal Kevin Corrigan season is like four months of practice and then like ten games like in May, right, right before the tournament. Yeah, once once it warms up out there and you can get all the fans to sit on that hill and get then plastered. Yeah, get plastered, fall down the hill a little bit. But yeah, I guess when they're when they're playing uh in, indoors not quite as much. But uh big uh big big revenge game also in that one for uh for Connor Morin, uh transferring out of out of Notre Dame, had himself three goals. He had that one uh nasty little backhand coming around from behind the net. So Oh, always nice when a guy I, – I, I doubt that there are, like, any hard feelings towards Notre Dame. Like, I, yeah. I don't think that it's, like, a bad blood type of thing. But still, when you can go back against a bunch of guys you played against and then just stick it to them, uh, it's always got to feel pretty good. Drake, um, did you watch the second half? Uh, I didn't, know. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, that would be some psycho shit. I, like, checked in, and I was like, okay, this is a shit pumping, and just, like, went on with my day. didn't really think about it. Um if you, if I was, I was saying, if you watch the second half, I was gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, you had to find something better to do than that. Yeah, I mean, like watching that game too. My butt, one of my friends, like, I couldn't tell if he was joking or not. I think he was serious. He was like, yeah, man, like, unbelievable defense in these sixty-six sets. Like, love watching this. And I was like, dude, like, I played goalie and like, I coach defense. Like, I hate watching great sixty. Like, I just want to see goals and shots. Like, this. Uh, like, uh, like goal shots and saves. Like I don't want to see anything else. So it was just like I don't know what we're doing here. That's like Jordy. Jordy likes the goals. I think I'm more of the defense. I love watching a good defense. Like love. I I love Virginia basketball. If that makes any sense. I love Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame lacrosse, and I love Virginia basketball. That's uh, I mean that's psycho shit. Yeah, I'm fucking loose cannon. I'm 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 looking for for corners to get painted and <laughs> pretty much nothing else. Um, I'm on, I'm on the phone, boys. Sorry. Sorry about that. House and guys are crowded. Big W tonight. Can't, are they at the house? Yeah. <laughs> Solid win for Towson. Uh, so we're recording this on Wednesday. So big time win for them against Loyola. Uh, tough, tough go for Loyola so far this season. Pretty sure that makes them zero and four on the year. And what even makes what makes one of their losses that much worse is that they had to wait for Rutgers last weekend to get their fucking uniforms down to the stadium. Rutgers hopped on a bus, got all the, you know, got all the bagels on the bus, got all the cream cheese on the bus. I'm sure that the boys brought some DVDs. Maybe they were watching, I don't know. We already mentioned Step Brothers, whatever their favorite DVD is to throw on, on the bus ride down to Loyola, uh, equipment on there and everything. And somehow along the way, they forgot to throw their uniforms onto the bus. So they show up and they've just got nothing to wear. Um, so Rutgers, they, they get the win in that one, obviously if Loyola is going to be, uh, without a win so far this year and, and Rutgers, I mean, pretty, uh, I don't know. I I've, I've said this many of times, uh, Rutgers is just always one of those teams where I'm really not going to no offense, but I'm not going to give a shit about Rutgers until you get deep into the big 10 season until you get into the big 10 tournament. Cause they're always one of those teams where they're going to have a really strong regular season. And then they just don't do much with it from there. But I mean, they're five and zero to start the year uh, squeak that one out against Loyola. I do think that it's bullshit that they got to 
play like they got to wait for their uniforms to come though i like i think if you show up to an away game without your uniforms like you should have to go shirts versus skins i 1000 percent agree it's, it happened it happened this year i, I keep talking talk about college ball i'm sorry but like it happened in college basketball drexel showed up to a game or compensate showed up to a game without their jerseys and that he's pennies did didn't yeah didn't they have to wear like the whoever's team like yes. they're like their other uniforms or that yeah exactly like that's what it should be because imagine like you're getting fired up for a game you have your pregame ritual and everything and then it gets delayed by two hours it's like a rain delay or even like that super bowl when the game got delayed because of the blackout like it just fucks up your routine and everything I, f- I forget how that college basketball game played out like did the team that forgot their uniforms did they end up winning no, they got fucking <laughs> murdered. Because could you could you imagine if Loyola was like, all right, guys, like whatever, like let let's just get this game going. Like I, we don't want to have to wait for you to drive your fucking shitty uniforms all the way down from Jersey. Like let's you guys can wear our away uniforms. Could you imagine how defeating it would feel to have someone beat you in your own uniforms? I don't know. I, I don't. It would be the worst thing in the world if I had to watch some. If I had to watch someone win a game in a Garden City lacrosse penny, that that would, that would break my heart. You went to Garden City. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to Garden City. <laughs> <laughs> Did you start? Wait. No, I was the backup. So I was the guy that had to bring the jerseys to the game. So if anybody got blamed, <laughs> it probably would be me. Yeah, we had our equipment manager one time. We were playing Navy when we were in the sleeveless, and he, he thought he forgot like my undershirt. And like, so my long sleeve, like all my compressions and everything was on one loop, and then the jersey and shorts. So I legitimately, like, there was like a non zero percent chance I was gonna have to like go into the game and play on TV, and it's, it's like without sleeves. Oh, and, that would have been like, so just awkward. So, guns, guns out. It was like actually like a thing that could happen. I was like terrified, dude. I like I have the worst arms ever. It was not a good, That's not a good. Big, biggest dude, they, fear. they bring defensive pennies to games, like for the pregame warmup. So they definitely yeah. had something they could have thrown on, or like a Loyola practice. But I agree, it's bullshit. You're sitting there for two hours, like waiting for like it to start, and then the other team gets to come out and beat you after you just had to sit at home for two hours. I I, I don't know. Something about that doesn't sit right with me. I, I wonder if there were any like internal conversations going on where Loyola was like, well, like, yeah, like we have like our away uniforms here. Like they could, but I, then someone was probably like, ah, you know what? Like we're actually like pretty shit this year. Like let's not let Rutgers like beat us in, in our own uniforms. Um, <laughs> you know whose fault this is? Fucking Mark Emmerich. that piece of shit. <laughs> I fucking hate that douchebag. Um, one one good positive though about uh about Loyola's season. So Kevin Lindley just became uh what was he the, the Patriot League all time leading career goal scorer. Um, so shout out to Kevin Lindley, absolute dog shit tilt, but an unbelievable player. Uh, so I guess that just proves that you don't need to look the part to play the part. Um, but I don't know. I I, I don't feel comfortable saying that too much. So uh, Kevin Lindley might just be the exception. Uh. I don't know. Any other games that, that you guys, uh, you know, from, from over the weekend, obviously uh, Maryland, they, they continue to roll. They're just an absolute machine. Uh, I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. Uh, Chris Gray had Rich, a Richmond uh, 17 to three over St. Bonaventures. I just saw <laughs> <laughs> just, I just want to go back to that conversation. I mean, do that. A lot of people are saying that Richmond team's like a, a sneaky top 15. 
No, I agree. So, I actually do agree. <laughs> I, uh, how about, dude, did you get me last night when the Duke game turned off, I hit up NEC front row, like the Duke game went out, the Duke high point game, NEC front row, Sacred Heart Fairfield was an absolute, like, one of the sickest games I've ever seen. I think it finished, like, 1916. Yeah, that's what it is. And, like, every possession was a goal or, like, an unbelievable save for, like, eight minutes. It was electrifying. That's great. I'm going to tune into Sacred Heart Lacrosse for the rest of the year. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, a lot of Long Island juice bags on that team. (laughs) Seems like uh, if if you're looking to make a little bit of coin this spring, just uh, smash the overs on Sacred Heart all season long. Uh, you could also smash the overs on Chris Gray point totals all season long. He had seven and two against Hopkins. Uh, oh, you know what? Speaking of overs, let, let's let's talk about this real quick. So we're going to change gears a little bit, and we're going to switch over. Dukes, this is your realm. We're going to talk about some club ball because we had a score out of – I don't even know what division, what conference. I barely even know what state if they weren't stated in the colleges themselves. But we had a score so preposterous that, like, I I just thought that it was like a, I I thought it was a meme page tweeting out for for jokes. I thought it was I thought it was those hooligans over at the post game just just making jokes, just making funnies. We had the College of Idaho top-notch program uh they've been building for years I, they get great recruits in there they have a sh- real strong staff that really gets the boys going every year just uh you know and not only do they care about making great lacrosse players but they care about making great men as well so can't say enough about the college of idaho uh but they are taking on southern oregon um little up-and-coming program there final score college of idaho 42 42 southern oregon two so, so just uh, if, if, you, if you had a College of Idaho minus 39 and a half, you really squeaked that one out, but they did cover. And uh, I mean, what a fucking score. What a, what a world, what a league. Club lacks. Does it get any better than that, Dukes, as our, as our resident club aficionado? I'll tell you what, when I was growing up, I got this, asked this question a bunch, so I'll just answer it, answer it really quickly. I played LSM and I was decent. And then I didn't think I was going to grow, so I just stopped playing. I, went to, I switched back to goalie. In college, I went back to LSM because I was like, I am not stepping into the fucking cage when nobody's playing defense, nobody cares, and you're just going to get, like, shit pumped. Like, nobody, like, nobody really gives a shit too much about club lacrosse. That score is the exact reason why you, if you're a goalie, switch to attack. If you're playing club lacrosse, switch to defense. Just get out of the cage. Like, these kids just don't want to protect you. They don't care about your livelihood. This game exact, exactly amplifies why you, you just don't do club lacrosse goalie. Um, but at firsthand experience, I will say those games can get out of hand really, really fast. Um, faster than you think. Um, <laughs> like 21 to 2 in the first quarter and you, your coach is telling you don't, don't score anymore, but you have a pole in your hand and you're just trying to get a goal every second you can. Um, but yeah, club lacrosse can get really dangerous like that. I love the idea of like the, the kid, like probably like end of the bench guy, like making the decision to pull the 42nd <laughs> shot clock, like five. He's like, all right, like I gotta let this one fly. <laughs> I'm not so, kidding. He probably had to be like standing in front of the crease and like looking at the coach being like, do I shoot it? And he's like, yeah, you're, you're good. And he's like, okay, I got it. And then it puts in the net. 
Like well, that, so here, you had to take like 15 seconds. So here, here's the thing. I don't think so at all because, so I, I read the write up on this game. I, I, they had a, <laughs> uh, whoever the, the best journalist in Idaho is probably <laughs> recap this one. But so reading up on, uh, reading up on this game, here's, this is a direct quote. Chris Davies scored 12 goals and racked up 14 assists to go along with nine ground balls to lead the high scoring attack. This man's putting up a triple double. My man's putting up a triple double in college across 12 goals, 14 assists, just a smooth 26 point game. And here's where it becomes, this is where it gets even crazier. The, the, again, the, the journalist, I love this guy goes on. Davies became just the fourth player and first since R.J. Walker in 2018 to score 10 goals in a game. Just, he's just the fourth one to ever do it. <laughs> just the fourth guy to have 10 tucks in a game. Not like, like it is absolutely insane that three people have done that before. Like, you, you tell me, yeah, he's the first guy to ever do it. Like, that's pretty cool. Uh, he's just the second guy to do it. Wow, that's, that's a pretty good achievement. You're the fourth guy, and, and the last one that happened was still 2018, like not even that long ago to put up 10 in a game. Like, what the fuck is going on here where 10 in a game is just like, casual the, the, the headline's so funny the headline is the headline is record-setting day at simplot stadium uh you think it's 42 to 2 <laughs> uh, holy uh, shit it has me fucking dying unbelievable but i mean listen as as some like looking back on it now as a as a about to turn 30 year old man the things I would fucking do to be able to go back and play lacrosse and have a 26 point day. I would not like may, maybe in like the time, like it's like, ah, like that's I, I, no fucking chat. You give me a chance to go out there and put up 26 points in one game. I am taking that. I'm taking you up on that offer 11 times out of 10. Um, Cause I mean, listen, eventually everyone gets old, everyone gets washed up and no one's going to really give a shit about where you play lacrosse or how many points you had or any, like it doesn't come up in conversation. So if you can go and have a, just maybe just one day in your life where you get to go around bragging about how you had 26 points and people like actually care to hear about it. Maybe like if you go out, I don't know if, I don't know what the college, what the party scene is like at, at the college of Idaho, probably pretty wild. Um, but if you can just go out that night and just, yeah, I had 12 and 14 tonight. Like, let's fucking go. I don't know. You, you, sounds like a sounds like a pretty sweet deal. So if anyone out there is talking about how this is disrespectful or how if it's mean to run up the score but win by 40 fucking goals, I don't want to hear about it, all right? I don't want to hear I mean, about it whatsoever. Especially not from live. Q's fans. Especially not from Q's fans. What they win, which is win 28 to 2 against, uh, against Holy Cross. And Jesus. the last three were for security. You don't know what those holy crosses. <laughs> you, 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 you didn't. The, what, I think it was like with Larkin or something with the episode we just had. I, I was talking to Holy Cross guys that were on the team a couple years ago in Boston. They're all like, "Dude, I'm telling you right now, the money line has value against Syracuse." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, okay, I'm riding, I'm riding, I'm riding." I didn't fucking take it. I was like, "You guys are fucking idiots." Uh, well, I mean, like that was a that was a, a laughable line. I think Houston was like minus five and a half mm -hmm. or something. Like, it was dude. stupid. Well, speaking of uh, of, of taking Hokro money line, so we're heading into I, I don't even know what week this is. I, I can't do the numbered weeks. I lose track of it. But we're heading into another 
another solid weekend of college lacrosse. We've got a few top 20 matchups. Uh, we've, we've got a few, uh, few big rematch games, one specifically from, uh, from, from the tournament last year that Dukes, I, I know that you probably remember uh, quite well. Uh, but do, do we, uh, do you have any locks of the week or any upsets alert? Let me look at the, have, have, we, have the, we, have we been keeping track of any of these? I feel like we need to do that. If anyone out there is listening and wants to keep track of Dukes's uh, picks, go, go right for it. You know, anybody out there who wants to keep track of Jordy's picks, uh, you'd be, <laughs> you'd, be, you'd, be you'd be the best, <laughs> uh, but, but only the, only the wins count. Only the, only the wins, only the wins. Um, I, I hate, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I let me see. I think that I love Hobart against Cornell. Low key, off the off the top of my head. Or did that already, ha- that already happened? That already, <laughs> who, who won that game? Who won uh, that game? Cornell, but Hobart covered. Oh, nice. All right, I was looking at the. Uh, I'm not going to call them out, but the LV lines, and it, it just saw the first game. And I was like, I like Hobart. <laughs> um, let's go to Delaware. Delaware over Michigan. I don't know. That's not much of an upset, but it's a two-point underdog. Um, I think that you're right. I think people are probably overhyping Michigan right now. Um, I, like, I like Delaware. I think they're going to come on strong, especially after a strong season last year. So let's go with them. See, here's the thing about I that. Like that. See, I, I hate that because – so Delaware has the same, uh, the, the same little – Little, little decal thing on their helmet whatever that is for the wolverines uh so so delaware has that same thing going on and i feel like like that's kind of the same thing that we were talking about where you can't let another team beat you in your own uniforms um like i feel like just out of a out of a straight pride thing not straight pride i can't say that in 2022 you'll get uh canceled out, out of just a, a just a, a out of pride, out of having character, out of having integrity, I feel like Michigan needs to go out and they need to shit pump the ever living life out of Delaware and then force them to change their helmets after that. So I do like Michigan minus two and maybe run up the score a little bit. So take that over. I, I just looked at the board for the first time, just glanced at it. Oh my God, I fell in love. Like I'm at a high school dance and I just saw the most stunning blonde walk through. I, I found five winners right off the bat. I'm going to give you guys them just straight up. I'm taking a lot of chalk, so be, beware. Jacksonville minus three and a half against Utah. Love. Maryland, Maryland minus two against Notre Dame. Virginia minus five and a half against Johns Hopkins. Richmond plus four against number 10 Duke. Find me a loser. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take UVA to cover there. Okay. Or sorry, I'm gonna take uh, Hop to cover again against uh, UVA. This is a sneak sneaky Hop team. Uh, and if you look at the stats, they're like right there. Shooting percentage is low. I think uh, they're gonna regress to the mean and uh, put up a decent performance. Those boys are hungry. John Grant Jr. is gonna get that uh, offense buzzing. Uh, I, I like Hop to cover there. That's a Canadian thing. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> is that game? I I think. Well, that game's I think at. At Virginia, so I, I I do like Virginia in that one, um, and, and you know, any, anytime you don't have to hear the band, it's a good thing. Um, so they trap actually. I would now. I had to hear them like eighteen times my sophomore year. Do you, do you still get the the counting of goal? Like how how's the how's the fan it's travel? Exactly, it's it's, it's 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 the whole thing. Travel and they bring the band with them, and the band, by the way, not that good like in terms of music quality. 
like my my dad was a musician growing up so i like i kind of have an ear for it they're pretty bad at like playing the instrument is it is it is it off key is it just not in unison like what what do you think like you could tell like a couple instruments are out of tune and like a lot of just stray notes like before and after especially the uh the the woodwind section really disappointing now do we think do we think that the quality of the band has anything to do with the quality of the team as of late? Like, do you think that they're just not recruiting quite as well because they don't have a Rabel or a Kyle Harrison? Like if they're not in the, in, in the spotlight for a national championship every year. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, it, it, what's that phrase? Like the, uh, the quality of your, of your facility is the quality of your team. Like you got to start looking at the band a little bit if you're the coach and, and get a little, uh, get on that director to, to like clean it up. Cause like, it, it was rough and that it's a cancer it spreads throughout the, uh, the entire building. I think that they should modernize it a little bit, bring in like a DJ or something like that, get some lights going. Um, but I, I, I think at home, I, I like Virginia to, to get going pretty early there. Um, I, I think that, you know, that, that got them going against Virginia off to an early start and just kind of, uh, did I say that that got them going against Virginia? I meant to say it got them going against Cuse early start, just kind of, uh, demoralized the other team ahead of time. Sorry. I forgot you were here, Drake. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that Maryland Maryland keeps it rolling. Dukes, the only thing I'm afraid of there is that you just mush them. I, I don't like what you did there. I saw what you did, and I but don't, no, I, I don't I appreciate it. I swear to uh, – because the thing is, I swear, like, I swear by this, if Notre Dame showed me one, one ounce that they could win a faceoff, like, one, one little gram, one milligram that they could win – a face-off, I'd probably say – because, I, again, I think that Entman will get his saves. He will get his own in cage. But I just don't trust the face-off X, and I think that the possessions are going to go out of control. I don't think the, stick, the ball is going to be in the uh, stick of a Kavanaugh long enough. Hate to say it. Um, yeah, I like Ohio State uh, money line over Cornell, and then I also like uh, Georgetown to cover against Princeton. Um, I, I think I said earlier in the week uh, that I was um, – Georgetown had like a huge line against Mount St. Mary's. It was like seven and a half or something like that. And I just figured, you know, they've, they've had a few big games, maybe a midweek game against Mount St. Mary's a little tougher to get up against, uh, to get up for. And then I, f- I forget what the final score of that game was, but it was just a, a total trouncing. Um, so Georgetown, uh, big, big fan of that team and they're a bunch of killers. Uh, so I, I like them to cover and I like Ohio state, uh, Drake, anything out here, Really speaking to you, I, I know that you you fought Dukes uh, on on some of those picks, so we know where you land on those ones. But anything else on this board that speaks to you? Yeah, no bias. I'm a cues uh, to cover against Hobart. Um, I think that's you know mortal lock. Um, I love that. And then I'm trying to think of uh, uh, just from what I've seen. Uh, the Delaware argument was pretty funny because I know guys at both Delaware and Michigan and can, can probably confirm that none of those guys even know the other school has the same helmet design. I don't think. I'd imagine it's a big sticking point on the scouting report. I'm sure that they're watching film. I'm sure that it's, it's going Especially, through a lot of minds. I think the Delaware guys like look past the next morning of like their day. Like I'm not sure that they're like dialing in on that. Um, but so I, I still, I still like Delaware there. Um, let me think. I mean, I think Virginia, like they're a team that they, the way they play, like they're so hot and cold, like, and I hate to keep harping on this one game, but like 
when they're up, they're up. And, like, they were up to play Q's. It's like Bobby Gavin's goal, their old goalie, they're at home, ACC game. I don't know that they're up for this Hopkins game. And when they're down, you've seen it before. Like, they can just kind of, like, check out at games, but then they get hot in May. So I think this is the one where they slide a little bit. And I might even touch up a little Hopkins money line. I don't hate that rationale. I don't hate that rationale at all. It comes down to this for me, is that Virginia, when their offense isn't showing, their defense, I think, is right there. And I think Nunez or whatever his last name is. is it's new. new. <laughs> dude, I'm, I, dude the, the punctuation I, police. I, I, do, I, do like you, I do like you throwing a little spice on, on <laughs> that last name, spice, I throw spice I mean, on he, every last name. He, he, is, he is a Texas boy, right? So, like. Yes. If you met the kid, you would not even for a second think that Nunez was a possibility. I don't know. I don't know. It's like one of those things that if you're from Texas and your last name is Nunes, I, I tend to agree. You do add a little flair like to that. Like you San, go to San Antonio, San Antonio, once Antonio? With that last name. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you go to San Antonio once with that last name. You're coming back with a hente over that S. <laughs> he's Nunez from now on. Oh, and I'm also going to hammer uh, College of Idaho minus 35. Uh, so, <laughs> and the under. Yeah. <laughs> Drake, appreciate you hopping on with us. This was, uh, this was great to have you back on. I'm pretty sure – so the last time we had you on, we, it was you and, uh, and, and Jake Fopp, who uh, tough second half for him tonight, but he, he did have a goal in that game against, uh, against Army. So uh, he, he said it himself that he is the worst lacrosse player he's ever seen. So pretty, pretty happy that he was able to get on the board in that game. Uh, but the time before that, I think we had you on and the whole world shut down like a month later. Um, it was probably right around this time of the year too in 2020. So uh, here, here's the hoping that you're not a total mush for the world and that uh, this, this season keeps going. We'll have to have you on again. Uh, and Dukes, just uh we should we should probably just announce that drake is our intern or i guess like he's working with us on like the socials now like the it's over the stop dming me stop dming the crease dog he's our guy for insta and twitter if you think that you deserved it more take your issues with him well we still yeah. need people to apply to uh keep track of dukes's picks so keep dming <laughs> them uh if you want to be that guy uh comes along with a pretty hefty payday so you can work out all the details there with dukes uh <laughs> zero and zero yeah we, we all make the same on this pod uh, yeah your, your checks in the mail drake and in the meantime make sure that you are following us on twitter and on instagram at the crease dive we are also working on getting the show onto youtube uh Duke's is just going to be the crease dive on youtube yeah it's the crease dive uh when this episode's released you'll probably find us on twitter or instagram i'll send out the link just please subscribe there'll be some more content going there maybe Maybe in the future I'll come down to uh, Maryland, score some G's on Drake or something. Uh, we'll see what we got going on, though. Something, yeah. Something's cooking in the kitchen. Yeah, maybe on Cipriano. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out.